The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is the division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. The wholesale segment of the mortgage industry has been having a rough go with layoffs and companies shutting down operations. So what can we expect for the foreseeable future? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. And today I'm joined by Phil Shoemaker. He's president of Originations for HomePoint, one of the country's largest wholesalers. Uh, Phil, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mike. Looking forward to it. So I'll just open it up with that with that question at the top. I mean, obviously, you know, we've we've seen some some bad news in the wholesale channel, but where where would you say we are right now, and and what do you think we can expect for the foreseeable future? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'll just say generally, I think the the entire industry is in for a rough ride, um, given the you know, the overall dynamics of the U.S. economy, I mean, the global economy. Um, but I think specific to wholesale, you know, there's a couple of things that that are are going on that I think are unique uh, to wholesale. One, uh, as I'm sure you know, the competitive dynamic is, is, uh, is probably a little unique there. Uh, and then two, you know, because the the variable nature of wholesale, you have a lot of multi-channel lenders, right, that are that are in wholesale. And uh, if you look at what's going on in the industry right now, your cash is very important, right? And so every every lender out there is extremely concerned about making sure that they're minimizing their their cash burn, they're they're striving towards profitability. And in in the case of wholesales, you know, unfortunately, you're seeing some some lenders actually. I don't think it's a good thing long term. And I think at the end of the day, the channel will be fine because you know when lenders go away, other lenders pop up. But I never like seeing a wholesale lender shut down. And I think what you're what you're seeing is a lot of the multi channel lenders. They need to remove costs, you know, and the fastest way to do that, unfortunately, is going to be through wholesale. So if you look at the retail side, you know, you got all this fixed expense there that that it just takes a really long time to get that expense out of the system. And so they're doing what any smart business person would do. And they're they're focusing on the best way to, you know, to preserve their cash and minimize the cash burn. And and would you say, you know, you know, just in the last few weeks, obviously home point, you guys have had some some layoffs. We've seen others leaving, as you just touched on. We've seen companies like Amerisave and, and Mountain West Financial leaving the, the channel. Uh, do you think that we we've sort of seen the, the end of the bleeding? Have are, are things sort of leveling off here on the wholesale side? I mean, man, that is just it's hard, it's really hard to say, uh, uh Mike. I think that uh uh, one, the one thing that's a, you know, that's always a, a sure thing about mortgage is that you, you just can't really predict the future. <laughs> it's like, right. Yeah. It um, goes up and down and that's it. It does, man. And like, and, and look, if you look at it in kind of the, the broader scheme of things and the long-term view, which is the way we choose to look at it, you know, I mean, look, in 2020 was the probably the biggest refi boom ever. Right. And, and, uh, and, and you're not going to see something like that without an offsetting effect. And we're, we're seeing that now, you know, we're seeing the, the, the downswing of what we, of what we went through. And so, look, I'll tell you this, I think that, um, you know, 
what's ultimately going to uh, stabilize uh, mortgage lending is is enough capacity needs to come out of the system uh, to to match the current volume that's available in the industry. And unfortunately, what that means is lenders shutting down channels, lenders shutting down completely, lenders reducing their workforce either intentionally or through attrition, right? There's there's multiple ways to reduce. Uh, that's going to be a necessary way to fix the industry. And, and that'll happen. It always does. It happens with time, you know? And, and so I think that what's probably new about where we're at probably recently, the last month or so, is I think by and large, everyone gets it now. And there seems to be uh, uh, you know, a lot of lenders striving towards kind of normalizing their capacity to the environment that we're now in. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think personally you're, you're probably, I think we're, you know, home point, the way we're looking at it, the actions we took is unfortunate as hard as they were, you know, we think they've positioned us to successfully navigate what the current market is and into the seasonality cycle. Um, and, uh, and we'll, we'll kind of see what, what happens with the rest of the industry. <laughs> and do you do you have a number for the layoffs at home point? I know we we what we saw with the publicly available warn notices, it was over nine hundred. Do you have a total number? Yeah, I, I have an approximate number. I think we are uh, you know, and again, this is it, it's it's the worst possible thing you can do. As I can tell you, as a as a, as a leader of a company, it is just really painful thing to to do uh, and to to execute. But you have to make the hard decisions, right? And at the end of the day, you know, it's our intention to to be around for a really long time and support the industry. And, and so we decided rather than just kind of bleeding it out that we were going to get through it all at once. And so the reduction was a little over 800 or so, uh, which was, I don't know, roughly 40%, you know, of our, of our workforce. And so it was a material reduction, uh, and, and, uh, really proud of the team, uh, and how they executed it. I, and thankful uh, to everyone that was uh, was impacted, and we're looking forward to at some point in the near future, hopefully welcoming welcoming some of those people back because there was a lot of a lot of tears shed or people leaving that really didn't want to leave. And it's just you know it's an impossible thing to do. And and you know now you feel like you've got Home Point at a place where it's it's you know financially viable as you mentioned. Obviously, you also want to keep the company afloat. But how do you how does wholesale not just Homepoint, but how does wholesale in general sort of turn things around? Obviously, you you're saying companies are making a mistake by leaving the channel because you're creating an opportunity for somebody else. But how do you turn things around so that companies can stay in this channel? Let me clarify something. I don't know if companies are necessarily making a mistake because every individual company's situation is going to to be different. And I guess you know, again, going back to my point, the multi-channel lenders, I get why they're doing it. Um, because it's the fastest way for them to reduce costs. I think the reason why in, in the strategic, you know, our strategic focus and why we're choosing to, to place our emphasis on, on wholesale is if you look at the data, and this is not me making things up. If you look at the Humda data starting in 2018 and forward, um, which went through 2020, which is a good cycles, bad cycles, the, the you know, consumers persistently, persistently see a benefit um, when they're using an originator that's associated with the wholesale channel. And the reason for that is, is actually pretty simple. It has nothing to do with, it's not like brokers are better and, or, you know, a broker originator in, in, in wholesale is somehow better than an originator in retail. No, it has nothing to do with that. It's structural. It's structural. And, and what I mean by that is in the case of wholesale, I have to earn the lender, the uh, the LOs, their loan originators business. I have to earn it, right? So they're not captive to me. And what, what that does, oddly enough, is it actually puts the LO on the side of the consumer, 
right? Where the, that LO is now empowered to be able to find the consumer the best deal possible. And that could be price. It could be service, it could be product, any, any, any mixture of those three things. And in the case of retail, you know, and, and again, this is not a, not intended to be negative retail because there's really good retail lenders out there. I'm not saying retail goes away, but in the case of retail, there is only one option when you're an originator, right? And so it's that choice that LO has that creates the alignment for the borrower and ultimately holds uh, the lenders accountable and, and allows the lender to not focus on the things that really matter for longevity, which is being more efficient, you know, but doing it without sacrificing service and doing it without sacrificing the things like, you know, product that you need to provide to be competitive. And what is HomePoint doing to, to, to show to LOs, Hey, we're, we're a company that is doing this for you. Yeah. And so I, I mean, it's, I, I could I could sit here and give you a whole bunch of flowery marketing things and stuff that we're working on, but look, man, it's pretty simple. It it really, especially in this environment, we're in a purchase environment, and at the end of the day, what really matters is every every deal. You know, every deal's different. They're getting more complex and and challenging because purchase is always a bit more nuanced than refi. But it's making sure that as a lender, I'm supporting that that LO in that transaction. I'm, I'm doing everything I can. I can possibly do to make sure that that, that transaction goes uh, smoothly, right? And and at the end of the day, they get the the referral, right? From the next referral from that real estate agent or that or that builder. And so we're, you know, when things get complicated, when things get tough, my philosophy has always been, you know, sort the vital few, focus on the things that really matter. And that's really kind of what we've done is we've said, look, we're going to focus on being the best wholesale lender out there and making sure that as we continue to invest in things like process and technology and training people that that is our goal. Our goal is to provide outstanding service, uh, you know, to the originators that we support in wholesale. Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com. We're, we're seeing, you mentioned, you know, the, the competitive nature of, of wholesale earlier, and we're, we're obviously seeing a, a price war here. How do you see this playing out? I mean, does this, is this something that's going to level off or is this a situation where the lenders with the most cash are going to be able to wait this out and, and we might see more leaving this channel because it's just not going to be affordable? Yeah, I, I think I, I would break my answer up into two kind of uh, responses. So the short short term, I think yeah, I think you're you're you have the potential of seeing more people exit because they just don't want to follow the, the irrational pricing that you see today. And, and to be clear, you know what's going on today is not sustainable, right? So the the, the pricing that's out there, uh, and I'm, I won't get into specifics or talk about certain competitors. You know, I'm, I have mixed opinions about it personally because on the one hand, I think it's actually good. Because and I know like, like one of the goals, right, is to is to accelerate the movement, right, of LOs and create more visibility of LOs and retail to the benefits of wholesale. And so, you know, we do know that there's been an acceleration of LOs migrating from retail to wholesale, and I have no doubt that that has a lot to to do with it. But I also know that short term is going to be some pain, and you might see uh, certain lenders uh, uh, tap out. But long term, so my, the second part of my answer is, is I I don't. I don't think it matters much in that the, the whole point of wholesale is that the, again, going back to why we're focused on and why we think it wins, the whole point is there's optionality. 
there needs to be multiple lenders in wholesale for wholesale to, to ultimately be successful over time. And I think that while you might see you know some lenders back out uh, because of the short-term pricing pressures, over time, I think that you'll still see a very vibrant you know, competitive. Uh, I don't think it'll ever not be competitive, you know, uh, a market with, with numerous lenders that are supporting the channel and home point will be one of them. And, and to the point of, you know, this could drive some more out. I mean, do you think it'll happen quickly if that does happen? Obviously, you know, as you mentioned, we're shifting towards a purchase market. Things are slowing up. We're also worried about a recession where companies in general just have to look at the strength of their books. Could we see within the next, few months through the end of the year, more companies making the decision to get out of wholesale if they can't keep up with this price war? Yeah. I mean, I, I look, I, yeah, I think there's a possibility that you see, um, you're going to see more people exit. And I think just overall in lending, I think you're going to see lenders exit, just lending in general, just because again, it's, it's look, the reality of the situation is this, it's this simple, right? there are not enough loans to support the capacity that lenders have built up. <laughs> it's so, yeah, there was a lot know, of growth over the last right. couple of years because things were good and things were easy. Right, man. But look, it is, it, you know, a capital demands a return and it is like I was, you know, water finds its own level. Right. And, and so at some point, like, like no one, right. And there's no company out there that will deploy capital and continue to invest in something that's losing money in perpetuity. It's not, it's not sustainable. And so, you know, over time, things will equalize. And, and, you know, so I think to answer your question, uh, I think, I think things equalize faster. If you see more people reduce capacity, pull out of lending, pull out of channels. Uh, if you see, which unfortunately is probably what you'll likely see people try to hang on. Um, then you, know, maybe it's delayed a, a little bit, but then what you're doing, you know, and this is to use home point example, it's our intention to be proactive. You know, it, we, we've kind of led the way in, in some of these things. And the reason is because what really matters in lending is liquidity preservation, making sure that you're protecting your, your cash. And so if there's companies out there that are banking on things turning and they're okay, just bleeding cash and, and they end up being wrong, that's a very dangerous that's a very dangerous way to run your, your business. And so um, we'll see, you know, we'll see. I, I look, I'll say personally, I hope it ends soon because this is miserable, Yeah. <laughs> but, but I do know that just like anything in life, it'll pass. Right. And, and the last thing I wanted to ask you is obviously the key to all of this is origination. If loans are coming in, everything is good. And, and as you mentioned, we shifted to a purchase market and just today, the MBA said that, you know, it's the fifth straight week that applications have gone down as rates continue to tick up and home prices continue to stay where they are. As the president of Originations at Home Point, I mean, what do you see happening maybe six months, a year? What, what do you see happening with Originations overall? Yeah, well, look, again, it's not going to go away, right? You got to kind of start from that. But that is what's so nuanced about the cycle. And I think that's why it's pretty risky for companies betting on it turning faster, right? And here's what I mean on that. We, we really, at least in my career, you know, I think you'd have to go, I was talking to an older friend of mine uh, and I guess the most recent, you know, analog you can look to uh, or comparison you can look to about what we're going through now from a, you know, economy standpoint is really like more like the SNL crisis, right? Where you, a time where you had this, this dynamic of like crazy inflation, you know, but you had somewhat, you know, stable, uh, you know, uh, uh, employment. And so it's, it's, it's the fact that they're raising rates, you know, to try to tame inflation, which is obviously eliminated the, the, the refi opportunity that you had in originations, but the, the 
speed at which you're doing it in the inflationary environment has led to this affordability problem, right? On the purchase side. And so normally what you'd see is as they raise interest rates, refis go away, but you still have a robust, you know, vibrant purchase market. And what you're seeing now is they're raising rates, refis are going away, and the purchase market is 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 one of the most anemic purchase markets we've seen, you know, ever. And so what's going to need to happen is there's going to need to be a reset from affordability standpoint. So I would say that look, this year's this year is clearly a tough year. I don't think it's going to get any easier next year. Uh, I think uh, you know if you look at any of the major forecasts, they're not really you know uh, predicting any improvement until the latter part right of of next year. And I think that's probably going to come when you see a combination of home prices start to to decrease a bit. You're not going to see a crash like you saw in 2007, but at some point, home prices are going to need to come down. That'll start to fix the affordability issue in some of the markets. And then at some point, the economy will tip into a recession. They'll reduce rates and the cycle will start again. And do you see, as you mentioned, it doesn't sound like you see home prices coming down a lot. So do you think home prices will come down to a place where buyers will come back? Or do you think this is going to have to be a situation where Prices tick down a little bit, but really it's going to be wage growth catching up, and that's what's going to get buyers back. Obviously, it's, rates coming down will help. I, I look. I'll you know my. Own, I think it's probably more the latter. I think. Well, I think it's going to be very market dependent as well, right? And so I think you're going to see some markets will fare better than others, and in in certain markets, you 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 know they're probably a little too right overinflated, and there, there needs to be a, a much larger correction. But yeah, I don't, to be clear, I don't think there's going to be, I don't think any economist out there is, is, is predicting or saying there's going to be some sort of collapse in housing prices, but there needs to be an adjustment and it's going to be very market specific. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I think that, it, that at the end of the day, you know, wages are going to expand and at some point you're going to see it meet in the middle and, and things will normalize. Yeah. Let's hope that happens soon. Phil, thanks for joining me. <laughs> Pleasure. Thank you. And we'll have the rest of your headlines right after this word. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Here's the rest of your headlines for today, September 15th. Zillow and Microsoft are facing a federal lawsuit that claims their technology violates consumers' privacy. The lawsuit is focused on Zillow's use of session replay code, technology that allows websites to record and replay users' interactions with the site to learn how they use it. The complaint calls session replay the electronic equivalent of looking over the shoulder of each visitor to the Zillow website. The lawsuit was filed in federal court in Seattle. Mortgage rates keep climbing with the average rate for the 30-year fix now passing 6%. At 6.02%, it's the first time we've eclipsed that mark since 2008. The average for the 15-year fixed also continues ticking up now at 5.21%. But it's not all bad news. Origination for HELOC credit limit and home equity loans both jumped nearly 50%. The volume for each type of loan from January through May of this year was the highest since at least 2011, according to the Urban Institute. The uptick comes as refinances and refi cashouts continue to plummet. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Kutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate. 
and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.